Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. Today, we're going to be talking about the brain. And I just want to just start off and remind you that I'm just a mom who's been researching because I couldn't find any help for my child. Nobody knew what I was going through. So I ended up finding it myself and going through things. So know when I go through this, I'm just a mom who reads stuff. So know that. But I wanted to talk today because we just talked about ADHD. And so it's been on my mind because it's big. And so many people have children who have ADHD or ADHD style symptoms. And it is so tricky (laughs) sometimes. But I was thinking, I'm like, what do we do about this? And the things that I had, you know, I had in my head, I'm like, oh, we need to teach them compensation skills, because I do, I think that that's incredibly important. Because I think that with the world being the way it is, we need to adjust as ADHDers to the fact that the world operates and functions in a certain way. But I also decided to go down and see what the best benefits have been. And what I found is one of the best things you can do for your child who is ADHD, and especially with that big capitalized H, is play. So I was looking up and there is an article in teacharlyyears.com called Neurological Development Dash How Do Children Really Learn? And there is a paragraph in it where it talks about um, the brain. So, and it talks right here, it says instinct and move, instinctive movements, working with the brain through play, do more to engage children in physical activity than any other process. We need to instill a joy in movement rather than a need to compete if we wish to engage children in all levels of physical activity. Okay, so then it comes down here and it says one of the most important effects of regular physical activity for children is increased neuron growth and increased neurological activity, the more brain cells that work better. And then it goes on and it says this means that when children are regularly physically active through play, their brains grow faster and operate at an increased capacity. So those of us who have children who aren't making good decisions, <laughs> they're, they're really struggling, even in reading, in math, in things like that, having an increased physical play will indeed increase their operation. Now you're, you're saying to me, you're like, hey, this is one article written by Ben Kingston Hughes. Like, why in the world should I believe this article? And I'm going to tell you I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight articles that I have looked through, let alone this one page that has more articles on it. I looked it up in the National Library of Medicine, the National Center for Biotechnology Information, And it had this spot where instead of one study, it gave me like a list of studies. So it started out with this study by Sergio De Silva. Um, His name, Sergio Nones De Silva, maybe? (laughs) 
sorry with names, I'm bad with names, and Ricardo Mario Arida, and it's called Physical Activity and Brain Development. So what he's done here is what these these men have done is they've talked about brain development and childhood physical activity as well as in adolescence. And they have this really interesting thing where they they researched um, even women who the children of women who exercise throughout their pregnancy and the neurobiological mechanisms of all of those things. So then it has a list of similar articles and it was just like this wonderful rabbit hole to go down. So it talks about another one by um, Els Zang, which says exercise, spinogenesis and cognitive functions. You guys, these were amazing articles to read because even one here called by... I never know if these are two people or just, I think it's two people, by Moreno Collazos and E.S. Orti. And they wrote together one called The Effect of Physical Exercise on Neurogenesis Factor Production in Glial Cells. But basically what all of these articles are saying is that physical function directly impacts neurological development. And for those of us, like I said earlier, who have a child that might need a little push, this is great. So I headed to the CDC and the CDC has a, an article called Physical Activity Boosts Brain Health. And this is, this is a very basic one. It doesn't go into too many technical things, but it just talked about the benefits of physical activity. Now I know you parents out there are saying, I need some of this. And you probably do. So what it says here is it says physical activity can help you think, learn, problem solve, and enjoy an emotional balance. I don't know about you, but I feel like that is something I definitely want in my household for myself as well as for my children. It can improve memory and reduce anxiety or depression, which has been shown to be true in many studies. Regular physical activity can also reduce your risk of cognitive decline, including dementia. One, oh, one study found that cognitive decline is almost twice as common among adults who are inactive compared to those who are active. So while this isn't one of those direct studies that says, oh, well, yes, here's how it relates and here's what it does, it's saying... Even when you're older, the impact of physical activity on your mental abilities is noteworthy. And I think that that's kind of incredible. Now we're going to move on here to an article from the University of Georgia Extension. It's called, it's part of the Building Babies Brain series. It doesn't, oh, here it is. It's called The the Importance of Play in Babies Brain Development. And it says, play is crucial for brain development because it gives babies and young children opportunities to experience new things and practice existing skills, 
which strengthens networks of brain connection. And if you think about it, when you are doing physical activity, you are using multiple parts of your brain at the same time, which then allows different connections. And when you are having a child, I'm sorry, when you are parenting a child who has not had any of these experiences as a baby, who didn't create those neural networks, play is a great opportunity to learn how to do that. So you're saying, oh, well, that's great and all, but my kid is the worst. I hate taking my kid to the park because my kid fights with everybody at the park. And I hate taking them anywhere because they just yell at me and they snark at me and it's a horrible thing. And I think too bad for us. I have taken my really annoying kid places and I understand. I know it's hard. But when it comes to what is going to have your child make that next step, you are going to spend more effort at the beginning than you are at the end. Because if you put the time in at the beginning, your child is going to make those developmental progressive steps. Oh my gosh, I can't speak today. To the developmentally progressive steps and they are going to improve over time. Now, am I a thousand percent sure? No, but I really feel that there is a lot to this and I don't think this should be ignored. For those of you who have ADHD kids or oppositional defiance kids or mood disorder kids, you're going to find a lot more success by having 100, 200, 300 obnoxious days with a kid than when you put them in front of an iPad or um, a book or television so that they you know, and I get it. I'm not blaming you. (laughs) I get it where you're like, I can't do this. I need you to do that over there because I am at the end of my rope. But I really hope that because of the benefit that comes from this, that all of us, including myself, will put more time and effort into having physical play and activities for our kids. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be play. It can indeed be work. It just has to be both sides of your body operating at the same time that your brain is operating. Play is just really nice, especially when your kids don't make very good decisions. Because when you hand them a shovel, that can be a lot more damaging than if you're like playing on the monkey bars. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I say that till the broken arm comes in. But there's another article here that is by Q Ding and S. Veinman. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm the worst. And M. Ak Avan. <laughs> it's called, just remember this title, okay? It's called Insulin Like Growth Factor Eye Interfaces with Brain Derived Neurotropic Factor mediated synaptic plasticity to modulate aspects of exercise-induced cognitive function. You're not going to remember that title either. I know. But the information here is very good. But it's not written in a very simple way. This is a really hard thing to chew. But it was really, it was, it was good, but it probably isn't one of those top level articles. <laughs> it's going to be one that you result to. But it says here, 
blocking the insulin-like growth factor I receptor, abolish these exercise-induced increases. Our result illustrates a possible mechanism by which insulin-like growth factor I interfaces with the brain-derived neurotropic factor system to mediate exercise-induced synaptic and cognitive plasticity. That is a really ridiculous way of saying they found something that when you exercise, it turns on something that grows inside your brain to help it induce synaptic and cognitive plasticity, which means that your ability to continue to learn and to to learn well. And they're saying they found these and if they turn it off, it goes off. And if you exercise, it turns on. So this is a really hard to read (laughs) article about the very basic things the other articles are talking about, where the chemical portions inside the, the hormonal portions, whatever it is inside you, is really making a difference. It is really creating something. And while occasionally there are going to be exceptions where it just doesn't work the same with some people, the majority are going to find success in physical activity and in movement. And with children, the best thing you can do, of course, is play. So the next article I have is the same thing. Uh, it's it's by J.A. Zoldax and A. Pilk. And it's called The Effect of Physical Activity on Brain-Derived Neurotropic Factor from Animal to Human Studies. This is the same thing. It's, 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 I think a different, you can obviously tell I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) I don't think this is the same factor, like the chemical that they were talking about, the hormone in the other study. I think they're referring to something different, but what they're saying is essentially similar in that there is a benefit to the body and to the brain specifically because of physical activity. So one of the sentences I will pull out for this is, it was recently demonstrated that physical exercise can increase plasma and or serum BDNF concentrations in humans, and it can help your skeletal muscles, and it can help um, an expression and release in the brain as well as the peripheral tissues. So In the end, they say that there does require more research, but we're going to leave those ones behind (laughs) because they were hard to kind of get through. But know that, and there's another one. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this one that um, talks about the glial cells. And I'll just tell you who wrote this and know that it has to do with neurological neurogenesis and transmission and things like that. So it's called, it's by Jorge M. Moreno Colyasos. Oh my gosh. And Eva Orti. I am the worst. <laughs> and it's called The Effect of Physical Exercise on Neurogenesis Factor Production in the Glial Cells. So what is really interesting is in this next article, I really just thought this gave the whole other side of the story as to why this is so important. So Oh my gosh, I'm just going to give you the name. 
<laughs> the article and just, I bet you can find it. <laughs> so this is called Risk Assessment of Low Cognitive Performance Among Fishermen's Children in Malaysia. And if I were to try these names, I know that the people would be like, that's not my name. But um, I will give you one of them so that if you want to look it up, it's Asma, A-S-M-A, Ali, A-L-I. So there we go. That one's in there. <laughs> and, then, and then you'll be able to find it because this is a really interesting study because it pulls in the nutrition factor as well. And I think that that's also something that we forget is incredibly critical for children and their development, because a lot of these kids who have been neglected very often don't have their nutritional needs met. So what they did is they studied these 94 children between the ages of 7 and 11 years old in Malaysia, and they um, found out that while they were eating they weren't getting enough fat, dietary fiber, thymine, folate, vitamin C, vitamin E, calcium, zinc, and potassium. And they also found out that they were not exercising enough. They were not getting enough physical activity. So because of all these things, these children had really low cognitive abilities. They, they weren't keeping up with other kids who were in a different situation and had all of their other needs met, even though they had a proper BMI for their age and they had proper protein intake and they had those things. They were missing many of those nutrients, which we know have a big role to play, but also they were missing their physical activity. So it, and not having proper nutrition and not having your physical activity affect your cognitive performance. And when we have our children who we need to kind of up the ante in their cognitive performance, it's really critical that we focus a bit more on their tactile function, tactile being things that they touch, whether it is you know, they're jumping or their cross body movements or um, even just learning that if you throw a ball a certain way, it will respond a certain way. And so you have to adjust and throw it a different way. These are incredible skills that some of these kids were never exposed to. They were never around. And so when you have that child, I, this is just me again speaking, <laughs> but I have a theory on my own by myself where I think one of the reasons why trauma-based ADHD is so intense is because the brain shifts over from these regular learning patterns to sort of like a fight or flight, save yourself kind of a, a thing. And then those other pathways don't develop. So then they're kind of stuck in this incomplete, poor decision-making place and they don't go over to the other lessons that they should have learned through either missed experiences or the fact that they have been stuck in fight or flight. Does that make sense? So even if your child has not been exposed to trauma, physical exercise and physical activity can be incredibly beneficial to their brain and your brain too, parent, your brain too. Because when you get stuck in that fight or flight, because you are dealing with 
bills and with kids and with experiences that are difficult on their own, you're going to get stuck as well. So don't forget to give yourself the opportunity to have that physical benefit to help your brain function better, to lower your blood sugars, because your blood sugars can really ruin your brain. Um, but to give yourself the opportunity to have those benefits as well as with your children. So some of the things that we do, and I'm not amazing at this, I, but I definitely am putting it higher on my list of important things. But some of the things we do is I will go find online some cheap exercise equipment. And what I mean by that is like tennis rackets. I found some tennis rackets at Walmart for $15. So I was like, yep, we're now tennis people because this is cheaper. And we went out and we would play tennis multiple times a week because with my little one, she's crazy, right? But we're in a fenced area and we're just family and we just go and, you know, we're all terrible at tennis. Nobody's good at tennis at this point, but it gives the kids an opportunity to physically move as well as to learn the hit a ball, it goes this direction, adjust, and then it'll go that direction, which is a really good lesson to learn. And then we also have taken up pickleball, which we are also terrible at. (laughs) We will go to the pickleball courts if the tennis courts are full and vice versa. And we're able to get our physical activity in, in a contained space. For those of you who have crazy kids, you know why that's so critical. And it's been a really good thing for us because we also have a good time and that's nice. We're also all able to do it together all in one time. We don't have to say, okay, I'm going to take my 30 minutes over here and you take your 30 minutes over there. So it's been, it's been really good now that it's getting colder because it's winter. We have not been out for well over a month, but we still have our bag full of our stuff ready for us when the spring hits. So I'll be trying to figure out ways that we can be more active during the winter And I encourage you all to because it is a gift to yourself. And I know you're stressed and I know your kids are exhausting and I know they're awful. And if you can get that kid in a life jacket, if they're little and stick them in a pool where they're not going to run off, then you guys can have the physical activity that you need and that is good for every one of you in your family. And you're able to have that. Now, if money's an issue, go to YouTube and put on a dance video or put on a, um, my favorite is yoga by Adrian. I just love her. She's just like, do whatever you need to, you know, she's not (laughs) telling you that you have to do some weird upside down handstand, you know, before you're cool. She's just like, do what you need to, to relax here take that deep breath in and let it all go. And it's just like a really casual way to relax. I really love yoga by Adrian. I think she's great. Um, but you can find so many things that are absolutely free inside your home and, and do those things. Cause I know some of you don't have yards. I know some of you live in areas where yards are not safe. I feel like my yard is fairly safe. And even last year we had someone snatched out of their yard in my neighborhood. So it's terrifying. (laughs) I know it. But we do have a lot of options at the end of our fingertips. And we can use those. I know that sometimes we just turn on this radio and we just dance like dum-dums. And it's so fun. We have the best time because we can be nerds 
by each other and it works out for us. That's of course not going to work for everybody. But making sure you get that in your life and for the development of your children, I have a feeling it's going to be mildly life-changing. And when you're in a hard situation, don't we take everything we can get? (laughs) So I encourage us all to do a little better with our physical activity and especially with our children for their neurological development. Well, this episode got me encouraged, so I'm going to go and ride my bike. I hope you guys all have a great day.